0: Turn to Colossians 2, okay? Uh, we yeah, so you knew I that was coming. Left, so that's wacky. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody give me a recap of what we talked about last week. Colossians 1. Yeah? Yes, sir. Good job. Good boy. What else? Well done. <laughs> Don't ask me. Come on. It's a letter of correction from Paul to the church of Colossians Perfect. Perfecto. What else? Oh man, why do we do this? Thank you. He wasn't talking to the believers he, or he was talking to the believers, not the believers. Yes. Perfect. Thank you for listening, jewel What uh, what's your guys excuse? I wasn't here. Okay, good excuse. God, got an excuse you've been here. Yeah. Here, I'll recap it for you since I know it. Connection with Jesus secures us to heaven. Yes? We talked about that. It's not what you know, but who you know when it comes to salvation. God's word is for transformation, not your information. Strive for knowledge. Strive for knowledge for life change, not your ego. Not your ego. Sorry. Not your (laughs) ego. We need to strive to be Jesus people, not good people. Yes? Cool, there's my recap. There's only one love, and it comes from God. Good. Good. Anybody want to add anything else? Uh, knowledge for the sake of uh, knowing thing gets you nowhere. Uh, for it to be worth anything, it has to be a changed life and a right living with Jesus. I did say that. Special knowledge is considered heresy. Yes. Mm. Quote unquote, special knowledge, weird knowledge. <laughs> like the Pope. When yeah, in Jesus decoy knowledge. Huh? When you believe in Jesus, you should be in love. Like, um, I don't know that. You should love. I ended it there, meaning. You can't, you can't help but love. You. Yes. Exactly. It's a side effect. Yes. yes. It's a side effect of being consumed by Jesus. Cool. So, what we're going to talk about tonight is Colossians 2. Uh, cool. <laughs> and it's in Colossians 2. No way. Yeah. We're going to, to we're gonna talk about Colossians 2, and it's actually in the book of Colossians, chapter 2. Well, done. you mean two Colossians? Two Colossians. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One Colossians yeah. Also or known as rough. two galoshes. Two galoshes. We're going to learn about Colossians <laughs> 2. <We> <laughs> also, excuse me. Where are the galoshes? Galoshes. Galoshes 2. Isn't that what German kids right. get their candy in? So we're going we're gonna to go kind of chunk by chunk. And then digest it together, and then we'll read again, and then we'll digest it together and read it again and digest it together, and it's going to be one of those, and we're going to get through the entire chapter, okay? Yes? Yes. Good. If you have questions, don't let me leave you in the dust, okay? If I'm talking too fast, tell me, Lex, slow down, please. Okay? Okay. I don't want you guys to miss any of this. All righty. You there? It is after... Philippians. Philippians. Have you found There's Philippians? New Testaments. New There's testaments? Yeah. Oh, not too yeah. <laughs> And before... No you got it? Yeah. You're almost there. It's 980 in my mind. One. <laughs> I'm almost there. Madison, we got it. Cool. Perfect. Alright, so I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 first, okay? Cool. Ready? Lord pray that you would control our thoughts and that you would speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea. And for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and knowledge of God's mystery which is Christ in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge i say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments for though i am absent in body yet i am with you in spirit rejoicing to see your good order and firmness of your faith In Christ. Okay. So verse 5. Who is he talking to? The believers. believers. Exactly. Yep. He is talking to the believers again. Okay. Um, So a couple things in these first verses. Um, The phrase. uh, This. uh, Oh my gosh. The phrase. To those in Laodicea. Does that. Name, ring, a bell. Isn't that the one where uh, the lukewarm Christians? Yeah, nice. Good work. Yeah, it's in Revelation 3.14. And this is the same church that he talks about in Revelation 3, where I'm going to spew this people out of my mouth because of their lukewarmness. So if you want to title this message, it's probably going to be called, If You're Lukewarm, Get Hot. Okay? I'm all in on that. Yeah. If you're lukewarm, get hot. Cool? Have the tea kettle. <laughs> yeah. Should have hit the switch. <laughs> okay. So, yeah it's, uh, it's, um, uh, yeah. it's that same church. So, what Paul is actually doing is he's comparing the church of Colossia. Am I saying it right? It just Kalasha. sounds weird every single time it comes out of my mouth. Just go to Colossia. The church Colossia, that's it. Thank you. The church of Colossia is being compared to the church of Laodicea. You guys with me tonight or should we just shut this thing down? What's going on? We focused? Yes? Okay. You're not, don't distract everybody else. Okay? Paul is putting the church of Colossa. Colossia at the same level with Laodicea. Okay, what he is saying is you guys are lukewarm and you're sucking. Okay, that's the comparison right here, right? It's like that the somebody who's really bad at what you do, right? That's what you're being compared to. That's what is happening right here. If I'm uh, if I'm being compared to like a different company that paints houses, I'm going to get a little bit upset, right? Because I hold myself to a higher standard. <coughs> right? If we're being compared to something that is lower than what we feel like we are, we need to bump the standard up. Yes? Mm-hmm. That's why I I, I, I want to call you guys Jesus people instead of just Christians. Yes? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because yes. I think the Christian bar is set here, which we'll talk about all night tonight. So you guys really excited? Mm-hmm. We're gonna, this is the Christian bar, but Jesus people bar is way up here. Yes? Yes? Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this it's it's higher than the Christian bar, okay my last week's podcast didn't record. battery died. I was very sad, so you can't really listen to that one um so he's calling he's calling them to turn from their ways as um that they're walking in right and i got I got to thinking of like, okay, what are those ways? <laughs> What are those ways that they're walking and what are they doing wrong? What's actually going on, right? You know, sometimes we just breeze over stuff like, okay, yeah, sick of their ways. Cool. What ways, right? And um, like we talked about last week, we know this answer, right? We know this answer. They were dabbling in what's called Gnosticism. Yes? Mm-hmm. They're dabbling in this, um, which is a heresy, which is a... Um, her- which her- If I didn't define heresy last week, it's just a false teaching. It's against what Scripture teaches. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay? So, um, heresy is teaching the opposite of the Bible and the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. What they're dabbling in is what we're going to be talking about a lot tonight. Okay? Sorry, I can't do <laughs> and What is going on? There... <laughs> There are three things that they were pre- preaching falsely, okay? It took a special knowledge to know Jesus, mm-hmm. right? That only a few had, mm-hmm. right? Um, they taught that the body was evil. And what I mean by body is my fleshly body. Not like the body of Christ that we throw around in churchianity and and Christianese. That's what I meant to say, right? But actually my fleshly body. Their teaching was that the body is evil, okay? And then they taught that Jesus was just a man, that just a man. He was just a guy who lived a really, really good life. He was a really good guy and had some magic juju up his sleeve um, that could make lame people walk. So try to wrap your head around that. Um, So that's what they believed. And I kind of got to thinking of like, okay, then what are we falling into? What do we believe? And I said, my pastor has a knowledge that I can't touch. We fall into that often, yeah? Whether it's me or somebody else. I am who I am, and I have this, that, or the other, right? Where we kind of possess what we are... Entangled with, like if I I have I just have an anxiety problem, right? I am who I am. This is just who I am, right? When I hear that, I just want to puke. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, um, when we when we decide I will let Jesus Lord um, over my life, just some in some areas, we're actually subliminally saying He's just a man not God. Does that make sense? Because when I don't accept Jesus as Lord and actually lording over my life, you know, a Lord actually like lords. (laughs) I I know that's like really simply and like kind of a kind of a duh thing, but like if we call Jesus Lord, he actually lords over us, which means what? Controls us. Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Not just w- w- what I want at Cold Stone or Dairy Queen. You know, I can't just pick what I want to choose and make my Sunday of what Jesus looks like. No, when Jesus is Lord, he's Lord over everything. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I say, nah, I mean, I just want to do this, Jesus. I know it's not what you want me to do. Sorry, you're actually calling him just a mere man. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay? But here's what Paul taught. So you kind of see what I'm doing here? There's the heresy at the top, our heresy in the middle, and now what truth is. Ready? Paul taught Christ provides all knowledge that we need. Right? Counteracting the special knowledge. Saying, no, 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 Christ has all knowledge that you need, and he'll entrust you with that knowledge. Yes? Two, Christ took on body form, showing us that the body can be pure. Right? Mm-hmm. Stopping that heresy in this tract that says the body is evil. Jesus took on flesh to show us that we can not be evil. Right? I know this is really deep stuff that we're covering tonight, but it will. Then then third, Jesus was fully man and fully God. Right? shattering that heresy, that false teaching of Him just being a mere man. He's fully man and fully God. It's a beautiful thing. Or else, why would we be in this room? Why would we be worshiping Jesus? Yes? Wouldn't make much sense to me. Holy Spirit is still reminding us of this today. That's why we're talking about it right he's still preserving his word like it says in verse 4 i say this so that no one will delude you with a persuasive argument yes you have to know truth to persuade the argument you have to know truth to persuade the argument if you don't know truth you will be persuaded it's this whole theme that we've been on of this very simple, simple thing of just reading your Bible every single day, of just reading your Bible and spending time with the Lord daily, not just when you feel like it. Again, let me remind you in verse 5 that he's, again, talking to those who are holding fast to the faith, holding true to the faith, not the wanderers, not the shifters, not the one who just want to be cozy in their sin. Cool? 6 and 7. You guys good? Yes. Therefore, as you received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Okay? This is where it kind of gets fun. Yes? So I know this is simple, but I want to kind of make a... point here. I want to do a little illustration tonight so that I'm making this point very clear. Okay. First is simple. Accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life is just the beginning of your life with Jesus. Yes? I'm sorry I can't call Jesus Savior and Lord and then keep on living the way I was. It doesn't work. Because then you're actually saying that He's not a Savior or a Lord and you just like the benefits of Him. Yes? Which is not getting you anywhere. Note that I did not separate Lord and Savior. They are together. They are connected. They are intertwined with each other. They cannot be separated. They can't. It's impossible for those two words to be separated when we're talking about Jesus. To accept Jesus as both both Lord and Savior, these are not capable to be separated. It's either both or neither. And this is just step one. Next, you have to submit to His leadership. How? By being rooted in Him, by being built up in Him, and by being established in Him. Okay? So living with Christ includes submission to His authority, relying on His wisdom, and working in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I cannot benefit from Jesus being a Savior if I don't accept Him as a Lord. I cannot benefit from Jesus as a Savior without accepting Him as Lord. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So often we just want to be saved by things and that's why He turns into Genie from Aladdin. And we just, okay, I, here, here's what I need, Jesus. And that's just all He is to us. But no, he's actually a Lord. He's actually a Lord. Okay. Um, living, living for Christ includes submission to his authority, relying on his wisdom, and working in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8 says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness to the ends of the earth. How do we get to that? By submission to his authority, by relying on his wisdom. That's the only way we get to that. Yes? This capacity only comes from a connection with Jesus. Only. Only there's no fast track, which we'll talk about in a second. Or not in a second, probably in 30 minutes. (laughs) not joking okay now i i I just thought of this illustration while i was preparing this today um and yeah i did prepare this today um so don't shame on me okay cool 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 Cool. daddy's got to make a living you know (laughs) good 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 we're all listening we're not just like oh yeah cool that sounds good Nope. that's a (laughs) Legal use of okay. use daddy. Oh, I thought you were throwing up a wall for me. No, <laughs> a- <laughs> Dude, I will hit that thing. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm not doing it. Okay, so I got two plants here. Can everybody see these plants? Yes. Oh, that's I'm not decorating. You guys <laughs> thought I was decorating. It's so funny. I got two plants here. Um, One's thriving, one's struggling. Yes, can you guys tell which one's which? I can't really see the other one. Okay, not the ones standing up. No, no. Which one's which? (laughs) That one is the alive one. This one's the thriving one. (laughs) That one's on life support. (laughs) This one's struggling. Okay. Let me just talk about these two plants for a second. Okay. Both have roots. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. Both are plants. Yes? One's cool to look at. One's not so much. One is green and strong. One is brown and withering. Which one would you rather have? The green one. This one, yeah? Yeah. First of all, because it has a really cool vase. Second of all, It's blooming. And this is actually an aloe plant, so it is actually producing fruit. Okay? A dead aloe plant does the opposite of that. It doesn't moisturize your skin. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes. So we want the green one. We want the healthy one. Correct? Yes. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. And I'm I'm telling the truth. Both are watered equally. At the same time, at the in the same room, they're all treated equally. They all have the same amount of water that's given to them. Why is one thriving and one's not? Because maybe that one doesn't need as much water as you. Okay. Why else? Both in the same room. They have the same master as me. I rule over them. I water them. It's both very clean water. It's the water that is left over from like coffee. So it's all boiled. It's all very, very clean. I give it to it once it cools off. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. So it's the same water even. Nothing's different the way I treat these two plants. The interesting thing is why is one thriving and the other one is struggling when they're in the same place at the same time, getting the same water at the same time in the same room. All of these things, same master. It makes me think, how often is this a Christian's life? Let me explain. Actually, let me ask you this question first. Which plant are you? Thriving. Yeah? Good boy. Be honest. You don't have to answer aloud. Just write it down. You know, which plant are you? According to this scripture, if we're rooted, if we're relying on him and established in him, then growth happens. Yes? Which plant are you? you'll, You'll see that one of these plants is making the most of the water. They're not taking the water for granted. Mm -hmm. they're not just drinking it up really fast and then dehydrated for the rest of the time because I only want water once a week just like the box told me to (laughs) thank you (laughs) succulents to your door that's what these are oh still no, I canceled it, but that's okay. what these are. <laughs> I canceled that assignment. <laughs> like, okay. That's like yeah. <laughs> One is making the most of the water that's being given to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which plant are you? You're either taking up the water, healthy plant, or you're not. What's the water? Jesus, go a little deeper, though. Your spirit's like water. Yes, Holy Spirit is water to our soul. The living water. Spring up, oh well. Holy Spirit. One of these plants is taking full use of the water that's being given to them, right? I can't control this, right? Me as the quote-unquote master cannot control, hey, drink, right? I can't do that. I can't tough-talk a plant, right? doesn't work. Same thing with the Lord. The Lord does the same exact thing. Isn't this beautiful? He does the same exact thing. He says, okay, here's one of my children. Here's the other one of my children. I'm going to water them at the same moment. I'm going to treat them equally because there's no partiality in the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to give them the same amount of favor, and we'll see what they do with it. What happens when this starts withering away? In actually my life, I'm actually going to probably just throw it away. I'm probably going to just say, well, I tried. Oh well. But now I have more water to give to this growing plant. And did you know that when a plant keeps on growing bigger and bigger, it actually needs more water. Mm -hmm. Wow. It actually needs more water. There's a deeper dependence on the water. So the water that the master would be pouring over both. It's now just saying, oh, there's growth here. Let me pour both. Just like it says in Isaiah, a double portion. He gives us a double portion. He rewards the guy with who doubles his talents in the parable of the talents. Right? This whole I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit only gives partially of him, it only gives himself partially to you. No, I'm not saying that. Don't take that. He's actually omnipresent. He's everywhere. It's our job to drink of him. It's up to us to give him a deeper access to our bodies. These plants are both rooted, they both have roots, and they have both been built up by a seed. Right. So step one and two have been great and, and our little quote-unquote equation here. But one has been established. One has been established. One is overflowing with gratitude and in this case blossoming. One is operating the way they're designed to operate. Did you catch that? One of them is operating in the way that they are designed to, just like you, right? If you're operating in the way you're actually designed to operate, there will be growth. You can't help it. It's it's truly a byproduct of spending time with Jesus. You can't help that growth, right? Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. It's the same... Sp- it's the same soil, so don't try to go parable of the sower on me, okay? Also, I'm just thinking gardening tips with Lex is the name episode. Hey, you can learn a lot about gardening when you spend time with the Lord because he talks about plants a lot, he talks about fruit a lot, he talks about harvest a lot, he talks about soil a lot. He talks about all of these things, you know, right? Why? Why does he do it? Because that's what they were in. When he was speaking, mm-hmm. right? Because he talks to people with where they're at. It's a beautiful thing. Yes? Mm-hmm. Is that a raised hand? Sure. Cool. Does that make sense? That little illustration makes sense. Mm-hmm. Don't you want? You know, don't you want to look like this? Mm-hmm. You know, this is a cool. Plant mm-hmm. looks good. It's thriving. It's hipster. It's minimal. Needs a bigger pot. Needs a bigger pot. Right. I don't I don't man it would suck to look like this. This one this one is just like so full of suck. You know? It just this plant sucks. You know? Don't be full of suck. You know, look at it. It looks <laughs> <You off>. just <laughs> <laughs> it's done the plant. okay so that all makes sense did I lose anybody you know I'm not trying to get all hippie or anything with like, ooh plants so no it's just I, I, that's the best way I can think of it and while I was preparing this I saw okay why the heck is this plant thriving but it's this one's right next to it and it got me thinking oh because this is what we're talking about so that's all all right? Verse 8. And we'll read to 12. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled In Him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In Him, you also were circumcised with a circumcision made with hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Having been buried with Him in baptism, in which you were also raised with Him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised Him from the dead. Okay. So, there's quite a bit that I want to unpack here, okay? We'll start in verse 8. Paul is, he's not rebuking philosophy. There are good philosophies, okay? The only bad philosophies are human, man-made philosophies, yes? Did you know Paul was actually a philosopher? Okay? So he wouldn't be rebuking himself, <laughs> you know? He's, he's actually rebuking human ideas based on human experiences, Okay, same thing we could we should start doing, you know, just because you experience something does not mean that you're now going to write your theology and doctrine behind it on what you believe Jesus to be. okay? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. He is rebuking uh, teaching that any that credits humanity and not Christ, okay? That's what he's rebuking. Make sense? Anything that doesn't have glorifying Jesus as the center is actually a false teaching. Okay? Catch that? Yeah. Cool. Verse 9: Deity. Does anybody know what deity means? Besides, it sounds really fun to say. Like a false idol? Nope. Like a higher power? Yeah. It is a higher power. Um, I looked up the definition, so I would uh, speak to Andrew directly. <laughs> If you know, Andrew, you get it. Um, deity actually equals divine status, quality or nature, the creator, and supreme being. Yes? That's really cool. Okay. So, deity. Um, the verse literally means God was in Christ's human body. Let me say it differently. God was in Jesus' body. That's what this is talking about. When we say God, or sorry, when we say Jesus is fully man and fully God, we're, what we're actually saying there is God actually indwelled Jesus' human fleshly form. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. When we have Jesus, we have everything in terms of salvation and right living, Okay. This is why it's so important that Holy Spirit came and to indwell us. It's because we now have that same access that Jesus did. Not to call us Jesus. Don't, don't. Be careful, right? But we have the same access. Do you understand? We have the same access. God is saying, I am going to indwell Tommy's body. Do you get the significance of this? He did it with Jesus. Now he wants to do it with you. Mm -hmm. Right? He did it with Jesus. Now he wants to do it with you. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is the biggest deal. That's why I'm obsessed with Pentecost. That's why I can't help but talk about Pentecost every single time I preach. Why? Because it's such a big deal. When, When Holy Spirit fell... He's now saying you have access to everything that Jesus did. All that divine wisdom that Jesus had. All of it. Do you want that? Mm -hmm. Good. Because you have roots. You've been planted. You have your seed sprung up. Now it's about being established. And what's that establishment? Holy Spirit dwelling. Anointing. Yes? Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Okay? It's something that uh, I don't understand why you guys don't get more excited about. Because I want to jump out of my skin when I talk about it. I have the same access to heaven coming to earth as Jesus did. That's crazy. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. It, uh, it's amazing. Why? Why? Why would he ever want to do that? Right? Why would he ever want to come into a sinful body? Not, I mean, it's fine. Jesus' body is perfect. You know? It's like, oh, this is good. This is cozy. Right? But like mine, oh, especially before Jesus really started, or you know, Holy Spirit started burning stuff up, oh, gosh, it was not a nice stay. It was not cozy for him. And frankly, it kind of wasn't cozy for me because I was a constant. Mm. But Jesus, I don't want that. I'm so used to this, you know? Does this make sense? Okay. Maybe just try to get excited about it when you get home tonight and like send me a text saying, hey, Lexi, I really got excited about that, okay? Because I, I really want you guys to be excited about it. Because when you get excited about it, he's going to start saying, all right, cool. You're excited about it. I want to start using you. Yeah? yeah? I, I, it's true. It's true. When I say I'm really excited about Holy Spirit living in me, He's going to make Himself manifest more through me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Now just live it. Yeah? Yeah, just walk in it. We just read that, right? Verse 10. Um, Yes. When we know Jesus, we don't need to seek God by any other means or any other religions, or any other cults, or any other heresy. When we find Jesus, we actually find God. Do you know that? It's It says in Scripture that, um, I'm going to give the LT translation here, Jesus is the literal face of God. Is that close enough? Mm-hmm. It was close, yeah? Thank you. So when I find Jesus, I find God. He actually reveals God, right? Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. Jesus reveals the Father, right? The Father reveals Holy Spirit. It's this perfect, perfect thing, yeah? Mm Do you see that picture? It's a beautiful thing. That's why they're called the Trinity, and that's why they all work in one, yes? Okay, this, um, so... Uh, when we find Jesus, we don't need to find any other religions, other cults, or other heresies to buy into. Yes? Okay? This is exactly what the church was doing in Colossia. They were trying, okay, cool, well, uh, they were trying to search all over the place to find God. Right? They, they understood Jesus, that he was good, but he was just a mere man, remember? They were searching all over. To find a fast-track way to the Father. As we know, that doesn't exist. Jesus says He's the way, the truth, and the life. Yes? We don't need anything else except Jesus. We are complete in Him. He is the beginning and the end. Jesus is the the source of knowledge and power for a life with Him. It's either Jesus... or Sorry, let me say that again. Jesus is either everything, or He's nothing. Jesus is either everything in your life, or He's nothing in your life. And you're actually saying, peace out, Jesus. Almost like last week, and you said you can't kind of follow someone. Exactly. You can't kind of follow someone. You're right. Now, verse eleven, verses 11 and 12 um, talks about circumcision. Okay? If you don't know what that is, go ask your parents when you get home. (laughs) Uh, Or ask Madison. (laughs) 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 Yes, that's That's because she's a nurse. Yeah, That's because she hasn't been. Okay, so verse 11 uh, 11 and 12, I'm going to kind of group together, okay? And this is beautiful, alrighty? For an old covenant lens, listen up, for an old covenant lens... Jewish men were circumcised as a covenant to God, okay? They were true, it was an outward expression, yes? You'll notice that old covenant things were always an outward reflection to show people, hey, I've got it figured out, right? Right? We understand this? Mm-hmm. If you're reading in the Old Testament, and they're like, oh, we did this and that and the other. Oh, we ceremonially wash our hands in a proper way so that all the demons get off of our hands before we eat. It's always for an outward display. They actually did that, just so you know. That wasn't me just making something up. but They actually did that. That's why they gave Jesus a really hard time when He didn't wash His hands, but He washed the disciples' feet. Okay. Because there was a ceremony behind washing your hands. Okay? Um, so there's always an outward reflection when we're talking about Old Covenant principles. Okay? With Jesus, our commitment is actually inscribed as a seal on our heart. If you want reference for that, it's Song of Solomon 8.6. Okay? Read it in your free time. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful verse. Okay? Jesus sets us free from our sinful desires by means of a spiritual operation, not a bodily operation. Okay? Does that make sense? He actually performs surgery on our spiritual, not our outward. Okay? So that's the heart of what Paul is actually talking about here. He's saying, no, you're still missing the point. You're still too worried about what, the, what other people are seeing. You're still too worried about what, what so-and-so is seeing and not worried about what's actually going on in your heart. What you'll notice is I will never tell you to, to dress a certain way or do something a certain way. I will always go right towards your heart and watch the outward expression flow from there. That's my leadership style. That's the way I always do things, Right? When I see that you're, you're divulging in something weird, I say, okay, what's the heart issue that's there? And I'm going to attack that head on. Right, boys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, um, God removes the old nature and gives a new nature every single time. And that's why um, Paul kind of compares this to baptism in verse 12. Okay? There's always this old to new. Um, and I, I want to redefine something to you. Okay? Okay? I'm going to redefine this word baptism to you. Uh, but actually, how do you define baptism? Renewing Christ. Okay. What else? An outward expression of your uh, like washing, yeah, like being with Christ. Exactly what I was hoping somebody would say. Because it's completely false. It's a complete heresy of what the American church has chalked up baptism to be. Baptism does not involve. What did I just say? Old covenant terms. Says I need an outward reflection. I need to show people who I am. Not by the way I live. But by the way I. ugh, Right? by the way I pray, by the way I do this, by the way I dress, by all of these outward displays, by the way, um, all of these things, yes? Mm. How thick my beard is, all of these kinds of things, right? This is Old Covenant, Old Covenant, yes? And that's all gone. That's all gone now. So what baptism actually is, baptism isn't, and it should have never been, a a public declaration of you becoming a Christian. That's not what it is. Do you think that's what Jesus was doing when he got baptized? Hey, I'm a Christian. No. What? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I can't even believe it just came out of my mouth. It's so weird. It doesn't make any sense. Jesus did not not need to say, hey, I'm a Christian. This is why I'm doing this. (laughs) Baptism with water isn't and should never be you just modeling what Jesus did. Right? You're not just supposed to model something. There always has to be a purpose behind it. I can't just model the way Tommy talks in hopes of being Tommy. It doesn't work that way. Okay? Cool. Everybody's nodding so far. <sighs> baptism, baptism with water isn't and should never be justified by a class and a class alone. Baptism class 101. Oh, Lord help us. Man, should we shut that crap down? I should need to teach you what baptism why you need to be baptized? No. It should be I love Jesus and I want to Okay, I will I'll get to it. <laughs> Baptism isn't and should never be about going to heaven or being allowed to call yourself a Christian. That's not what it's about. Do you understand this? It's not what it's about. Maybe I'm rubbing you really wrong tonight. And it's making you feel really uncomfy. But let me tell you the truth. I want us to truly think of what baptism is and why. Why we would ever do such an act. It is a seal, it's a new life, and it's only before God. Do you understand that when Jesus got baptized, it was only before God? That's why a dove descended from heaven. And that's why an audible voice actually ripped open the heavens and said, that is my son who I'm well pleased. Right? Right. It wasn't for the people to cheer in the stands while you got dunked into a pool. It's not for the people to cheer and clap and for you to bring your entire family to. It's for God. And what is it actually signifying? That Baptism is saying, Lord, I'm dying to my sinful nature and I'm saying yes to your divine nature. The act of baptism is actually you saying, I don't want to sin anymore, and I'm going to do everything with the Lord so I don't have to again. Who wants to get baptized now? Mm. Baptism is saying, Lord, I am asking you and committing myself to your Lordship. like we talked about earlier lord what's that word mean everything control over over everything not just partially not just so i can show up on sunday and say hey i got baptized now i can be on staff somewhere Hmm. shut up (laughs) Baptism is you dying. <laughs> <laughs> Baptism is you dying to your desires and aspirations and saying yes over and over and over and over and over again to Jesus. Baptism is not just an outward act. It is actually the <laughs> it's actually saying I'm laying down my flesh and I'm coming up as a holy spirit person, as a Jesus Person. It's not just, hey, I'm a Christian now. Mm-hmm. Where do I get my pin? <laughs> Where do I get my tat so I can get it all secured? I got my baptism date, oh. you know? Come on! This is not what it's about. It's, okay, next time. it's not what it's about. Do you guys understand the weight yeah. of this? Yeah. If Jesus was just ba- getting baptized to say, hey, I'm, I'm a Christian. <laughs> It's ludicrous! Baptism is before you and God. That's it. Not the person who's dunking you. They're just a person there so you can actually help, they can help you back up out of the water. Right? That's it. It's not to prove yourself. After Paul's baptism, he shifted completely. In Acts 9, he shifted completely. He was actually going to kill Christians, and then it took this complete U-turn, and now I'm going to make more Christians. Right? Mm-hmm. I was, he, was now, he was going to kill. Now he's going to build up. That's what baptism is. It's not just like oh, I'm headed this way. I don't really like it. It's my old self, and now I'm going to just take a kind of a slight turn. No, it's actually a complete U-turn. Let's say no. This was this got me to hell. Now I'm getting myself. Oh, sorry. Now I'm I'm getting on board with Jesus for a heaven. Yes. Does that make sense? Okay. Baptism is you dying to your flesh to be alive in Jesus. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Make sense? Yeah. Cool. Thirteen and fifteen. Oh. <clears throat> what did I say? Thirteen, 13 to fifteen. 15 perfect and you and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your fr- of your flesh god made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with the with its legal demands this he set aside nailing it to the cross he disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Okay? Beautiful. Beautiful. Before Before Jesus, our nature was actually sinful. Mm -hmm. Yes? Mm -hmm. We rebelled against God, maybe without even knowing. Mm -hmm. Right? It was just the way we were. Yes? But just as we talked about with baptism... And saying yes to Jesus, we actually get a new self. Yes. Yeah. When Jesus died on the cross, when Jesus died on the cross, he died to give us freedom to walk with him and by him. It's our decision daily to say yes to Jesus. He didn't make us robots or snatch us up out of heaven immediately once we said yes to him. Right. Right. Come on, You guys still with me? You okay. Yes. Good. We may still have the feeling of wanting to sin. If you know yourself well, it's true. If you know me well, it's true. We're tempted by it always. But what's changed is we're saved from that slavery of sin. We're not enslaved by it anymore. Now we live free in Jesus, and we get to call the shots with Jesus now. How? By Holy Spirit dwelling in us to convict us of all sin and to bring us towards righteousness. Yes? Mm-hmm. Well said, Lex. That was so good. Wow. Galatians 2.20 reads, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives me within me. And the life I now live in the flesh by faith, in the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. This is the Christian life. Yeah. Correct? It's not, just a, it's not just a bolt-on on your life. It's actually a flip of your life. It's a flip of the switch. Very good. <laughs> I laughed internally. Thank you. <laughs> now in um, verse 15 let me read it one more time he disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them um, by his name yes who are those rulers and authorities sin. huh sin. sin what else huh rulers and authorities come on they're everything that you think they are the devil. the devil thank you yes what else Yeah. Yourself? Uh, I don't. Know. I don't want to put that there. The people, uh, taking people strength. Yeah. Okay. Gods of nations is the way I'll put that. The government of Rome. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the, the kings or yeah, false Pharisees, idols or things like that? Pharisees, the rulers, the the kings, kind of people. Yes. Also, also, let me add a weird one in, and we'll talk about it in a second. Angels. Angels, okay. Some of the false teaching that was happening was actually the worship of angels. None of you are reacting to that. That's very concerning. Okay, don't worship angels. <laughs> hey, PSA tonight. Dun, da, da, dun. Don't worship angels. Okay, don't do. Yes. Yeah. Like that. Okay. By no means by saying this, am I disrespecting angels, okay? They know their place too. They're actually servants of God, okay? Um, By me worshiping them, that's actually freaking weird. And, you know, by me trying to boss them around and command them, that's even freaking weirder, okay? Uh, You don't call the shots. God does. They're his servants, not yours, okay? Okay, so you can say, God, I ask you to set up your angels to protect. God, I ask you. Yeah, you can pray that way, but you can't say, hey, Angel Gabriel. (laughs) Uh, You can't do that. Don't do. Don't do. Yeah? It's freaking weird. Did you just misgender Gabriel? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I even said. (laughs) Gabby. (laughs) Gabby. Okay. Angels are not many versions of God. Okay? They're not just little gods flying around. Yes? Okay? They are supernatural servants of God. Yes, they are real. And no, we shouldn't worship them. We should join in with worship in them. With them, sorry. Yes? Right? We join the angels singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yes? It's a beautiful thing. No, we shouldn't boss them around. But we should join them to tear down the schemes of the devil, mm-hmm. right? Angels are servants of God. Who else are servants of God? Us. Us. Oh. oh, they should sure actually be our buddies. But talk to God. Don't talk to angels. Okay. That was was that's actually what was going on in the church back then. They're actually talking directly to angels, and we'll talk about that in a second. Sixteen through nineteen. <laughs> She's just soaking it up, man. She's soaking it. She's trying. She's trying. She's feeling convicted tonight. Even if you guys aren't. therefore, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink, or with regards to the festival of the new moon, or of the Sabbath. These are a shadow. This is cool. These are a shadow of the things to come by the substance that belongs to Christ. Did you catch that? That's just really cool verse. Yeah? Cool. We'll talk about it in a second if you didn't catch it. Verse 18. Let no one, let no one disqualify you, insisting on estheticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by their senseless mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body is nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with a growth that is from God okay so again 16 and 17 is a tearing down of a thought of how a good Christian how how I am supposed to be an outward display of I'm a good Christian Yes, OK, Jews have food restrictions, and they celebrate the, the new moon, and all they did all these things to distinguish a display to their pang, pagan neighbors as a display. Do you understand that? As a display. OK? Verse 17, a mere shadow. Old, te- Old Testament holidays and festivals were a foreshadowing of Christ. Yes? Right. That is correct. Yes, correct. Yes? Exactly. Good. All you guys are super timid tonight. They were all, I mean, Jews are longing for a Messiah, right? Still, sadly. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. But what actually everything that they practice foreshadows Jesus and reveals Jesus. Uh, Last year, we did a Passover Seder. It reveals Jesus. Right? It's the way it goes. Everything about Jewish culture reveals Jesus. The tabernacle reveals Jesus. Everything that they do reveals Jesus. But they're too stubborn. They are incorrect. Yes. Verse 18 and 19. This is a fun one. This one will make you guys feel real uncomfortable. Eighteen and nineteen. False teachers were so proud of their humility. (laughs) Is it like from Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know. Uh, Maybe saying something like, uh, "I find myself a very humble man." Oh, like he was. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. False teachers were proud of their humility. Mm -hmm. It's called. uh, I'm gonna butcher this too, but it's called self-abasement. In other translations, it says self-abasement. In the NASB, it says self-abasement, and it's a false humility, right? False humility brings attention to yourself and not to God, okay? True, true humility means seeing ourselves as we really are from God's eyes and, act, and acting in accord to that, okay? We have this, and thanks, Jaden, for helping me out with this. We have this term called fishing, Right? Some of you guys, when you like a girl or like a boy, if you're, yeah, there's only a couple girls in here, so I had to do that. <laughs> if you like a girl or a, a boy, and you're like, oh, well, I'm just not that, I'm not that good looking. Oh, oh. fishing for compliments? <laughs> you're fishing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like That's what this is. That's what they're actually doing. There's this kind of like self-deprecation and saying, okay, come on. Come on! Right? I want it! Right? That's what we. That's what you guys do. You're all smiling because you do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you do it too. Fishy, it's fishing, dude. It's totally fishing. Like, oh man, I just suck. No, baby, you're really good. Right? Yeah. That I could find that in all of your guys' phones tonight. I could find that every single one of your guys' phones tonight if I looked at them. Right? Even Benji. Mind. Even Benji, he's putting his head down like this. <laughs> <laughs> now, Benji just knows he's good. Yeah, Benji's just like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, you can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, good, Benji. Right? We have this term called fishing where we talk down about ourselves. Hey, hey, we talk down about ourselves. And we're hoping somebody will come lift us up and compliment us so we can feel better about ourselves. Right? We do this all the time. Yes. Do it today. Sometimes we see this as a form of talking down. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a good point. Sometimes we see this in the form of talking down about something so that you seem more holy or spiritual. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, their leg just grew. Right? I sound super holy and spiritual now, right? Right? Some people do this. Some people do this. You'll see this often, okay? Uh, don't do, yeah, don't do that, okay? Celebrate it. When you celebrate something, more will come. Yeah, yeah. we know this. Hmm. I'm just kind of confused of what you're talking about. Okay. You said I have no idea if you're talking about like a miracle. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was confused. You got it now. Yes. Wow, that was easy. I didn't even say he anything. He I I like, was like, it oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Hey, don't talk down the miraculous. Don't talk down of what you've accomplished in Jesus. Don't talk down about the progression of you before Christ to you now in Christ. Don't talk it down. Don't diminish it. It's a work of the Lord. You should celebrate it. Yes? This is good. Yes? False humility is self-centered. True humility is God-centered. Simple. Very simple. Okay, here's the angel stuff, okay? This is just for fun facts. Another false teaching that was going around in the church of Colossia was in the church they were claiming God was very, very far away. And yes, this is after this is after Jesus ascended back into heaven. This is after the Holy Spirit fell. All of these things, yes? They said, God is far away and could only be approached through different levels of angels. Almost as a ladder. Isn't yet? Yeah. No, I don't get it. like the saints in the Catholic like, Church. Yes. Like I have to climb through different angels to then get to God, yes? That's what the false teaching was going around, okay? Yeah, it's... It's creepy. <laughs> they taught the people that they had to worship angels in order to gain favor to reach God. Okay? Yes, very, very weird. Obviously very false, too. Okay? Angels are God's servants, and actually in Scripture, He forbid us to worship them. Did you know that? He forbids us to worship them. Okay? Um, reference on that is Exodus 23. Verse 3, and then Revelation 22, verse 8. Okay? Huh? Uh, were they against against? Exodus 20, verse 3 and 4, Revelation 22, verse 8 and 9. Do you see what happens when you don't read your Bible? It's buying weird stuff like this. Right? When you only read your Bible, you're just like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Right? Like, that's because we've read our Bible before, and because you hang out with us, you know that that's really weird. Right? That's why me and Madison have been beating you guys up about reading your Bible. That's why. We're literally kicking you in the face every single time we meet. Right? If you haven't felt that way, then we need to pony up and we need to... We need to I'm going to turn up the volume then. Okay? <laughs> the men's group. Men's group is doing great. Men's group. Yeah. After that last one. <laughs> <laughs> that was too. Bad. Oh, yeah. You're right. Okay. So when you don't read your Bible, you can buy into weird things. Right? Maybe not on this drastic of a spectrum. Right? But... Just think, what are things, what are things just in your short time at the home that I've torn down? The false beliefs that you thought, maybe it was baptism tonight. You're like, oh yeah, it's outward display. I'm not picking on you, Ashton, it's just the first one that popped in my head. Things like that. Things that I had to tear down. Your thought of who Jesus is. Things that we had to tear down in order to reestablish who Jesus actually is. Right? Mm-hmm. We can think of these m- moments in our lives. If you can't, think of when, when you get home tonight. Okay? Yeah? I have one. Can um, I have a record. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I can grab a drink. really was the first time I wrote it down. And I was like, wow, this is a, this is a start Um, Was about joy when you were talking about uh, the tabernacle. Yeah. um, During that whole, we were talking about joy and how you can only have joy through Jesus. You can have happiness through other things, but you can only have joy through Jesus. Yeah. Really, really changed my whole perspective on happiness and joy. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Simple stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But made your life pivot from here to here. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Again, <laughs> I can't get my wrist that far. That's why I only went. Yeah. No, that's 180, man. Just, <laughs> just, just take, you 360. Just keep no 360. No 360. Okay. <laughs> Congrats, <you laughs> so what they actually did here when they were saying, what they actually did when they were saying, hey, worship, worship idol, or worship angels, wor- do this, do that. Are you raising your hand? No Okay. When, that, when all this false teaching is going on, what they're actually doing is creating their own religion. And, like, let me label it. This is the best I could think of. Create a religion called the fleshly mind. That's all that they created. All of these thoughts that they had. I have to have a special knowledge to approach Jesus. I have to worship angels to gain favor with the Lord. I have to do this, that. All of these things. These, all these Gnosticistic beliefs. What they actually made was fleshly mind. Two things that really hurt us over and over and over again. Right? The flesh leads me to death. <clears throat> The mind will keep on provoking that. Right? When you're entangled in sin, your mind keeps on provoking it. Yes? It's not your heart that says, oh, yeah, you should definitely. <laughs> no, that weird heart. Okay? Um, yes, they were absolutely ob- obsessed with the outward display of themselves. If you want to serve Jesus so that you'll be taken seriously, stop. Did you hear me? Mm -hmm. If you want to serve Jesus just so that you'll get taken seriously, please stop. Please. If you want to be in ministry just because you don't need a college education and people give trust where it's not due, please stop. Do ministry for Jesus, not for your pocketbook. When you want somebody to, when you're obsessed with people noticing you, don't call yourself a Christian. Don't call yourself a Jesus person. Please. Because you're really going to just make me look like a dummy. Okay? These false teachers just wanted the glory. They wanted the glory. They didn't want God to get any glory, right? That'd be silly. If you see pastor, if you see, uh, if you see, dang it, why can't I say it? If a pastor's backing isn't Jesus, stay away, right? If a pastor wants his glory, stay away. Does this make sense? If you want your glory, you better get right with the Lord. (laughs) Let me just put it that way. If you want people to notice how holy you are, sorry, go away. (laughs) Go get with the Lord. Have him rip you apart for a little bit and then get back. Yes? Mm -hmm. That's it. Cool? Any questions about that stuff? I know we didn't like that conversation. It made us feel uncomfortable because we do like our glory. Yeah, I get it. But I want my life to glorify Jesus. Nothing more, nothing less. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. I can only glorify one thing at a time. I can't glorify myself and Jesus at the same exact time. That's actually a kingdom divided. Yes? Mm-hmm. I can only glorify myself, or, not and or, or I can glorify Jesus. Okay? Verse 20 to the end. We're almost there. You guys okay? I told you we had a lot to cover tonight. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits, which also is translated to, actually, let me just read it. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Referring referring to things that all perish as they are used. According to human precepts and teaching. Verse 23. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion. Did you see that? And estheticism and severity of the body, and they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Elemental spirits, aka elementary principles. Okay? Elementary principles equals Jesus, or sorry, not Jesus instilled beliefs. Okay? People have to be able to see a difference before between can't speak. I've hit my word count. I can read it. People have to be able to see a difference between you before Jesus and you now with Jesus. Not for the outward display, but because you're a changed person. Correct? There has been a drastic change in some of you in this room by the time that you step foot in here to now where you're at with Jesus today. Right? It's a beautiful thing. I've known Blake since sixth grade. His sixth grade, not my sixth grade. His sixth grade. I've known him for a very long time. The growth that I've seen in Blake, ah, uh, it's a lot. Right? Not because he's making me know know of it. It's not like Blake is like saying, hey, remember me yesterday? No. (laughs) Do you know Blake? That's really funny. Um, But it's actually just the way he now leads his life, right? Even even Zach, if I can pick on Zach for a little bit. Just the the change that I've seen in him for the short time that I've known him, Mm -hmm. right? Why? Because he's got Jesus, (laughs) right? Got Jesus? Question mark. Supreme. I'm out. (laughs) Okay. As we talked before, there's no fast-track Christian program of becoming a better Christian. Yeah? Yeah. There's no Mm fast-track. I would rather have meat smoked for a day than microwave meat. Depending on the meat. No, not depending on the meat. Just Period. (laughs) Blanket statement. I would rather have that beef brisket. Okay, correct. Just <laughs> this big of a beef brisket. If you can't see my hands, this is big. Beef brisket. That's a whole cow. Big. <laughs> right? Put that in the smoker for a day Industrial and just watch it. It will pick up the bone Shuffling. and just watch it fall. Right? What? <laughs> Just watch it fall. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. There's nothing like it. <laughs> listen up, listen up. I'm making a making a point here, right? I'd rather have that than something microwaved, to and called cooked. Right? Same thing with your relationship with Jesus. I can't just put I can't just put me and Jesus in a microwave for a little bit and then say ta-da! Now I'm like Jesus. No, it doesn't work that way. It is only this slow burn of getting to know him. The way he he speaks, the way he does things, the way all of these, the way he unravels himself to us. Right? And I'm sorry, you can't mimic mine. You can't mimic Madison's relationship with the Lord. You have to find your own relationship with the Lord. Because my relationship with Blake is different than Jaden's relationship with Blake. Right? That's why it's so beautiful that he is a relational God. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible, critical thing. Yes? Yeah. Okay. You don't od- automagically get a... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. I, come on. I tried to keep a straight face. It's what my dad used to say. Automagically. I understand it. Thank you. My dad always <laughs> well, used to I say don't. it. and I'm, Yeah. We don't automagically get a maturity with Christ. That's actually very cool. Yeah, thank Um, you. My dad will like it too. You still think bad things, but as we live for Christ, they will slowly leave and leave and leave and our focus will be more and more on Christ. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Your life will change when you live with Jesus. Doing the right things doesn't change a heart. Living with Jesus only does that. That's it. That's it. Simple, yes? Yes. So, to loop it all the way back to the beginning. The Colossian Church and Laodicea Church. We'll talk about them later on, probably in two weeks, I think. I think they're in chapter 4. We'll talk more directly about them. They're directly tied together. Why? Because they're lukewarm. Right? They're still wanting to live in their flesh. Meanwhile, wanting to live and have the benefits of Jesus. Meanwhile, also listening to a false teaching. All at the same time. That is why the Lord will spew them out of His mouth. So, what can we learn tonight? Don't be lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. More importantly, get hot. Get on fire for the Lord. If you don't know what that means, just do it. <laughs> truly, truly. Spend time with him. Get obsessed with him. Don't ever stop thinking about him. Mm -hmm. Get possessed by him. Yes? Mm -hmm. Get possessed by Jesus. Yes? Mm -hmm. Do you want that for yourselves? Yes. 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 Cool. Then do it. Stop divulging in things that you've chalked up as the Lord. Stop divulging in your flesh still. Stop divulging in these things that aren't the Lord. He deserves all of you, not just some of you. Mm-hmm. He paid for all of you. All of you, like and all of you people, but actually all of you. 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 All of your thought life. All of your focus life. All of your aspirations, your dreams, your desires. All of it, He paid for. It. All of your sins, He paid for those too. All of it, He paid for it. Mm-hmm. So walk with Him, right? Be rooted in Him. Don't just have roots. Be rooted in Him. Be built in Him. Don't just be built, but be built in Him. Be established in Him, not just established somewhere else. Be established in Him. And then watch your life change because Holy Spirit will indwell you and indwell you and indwell you every single day. And you won't quench Him anymore. Right? You won't quench Him anymore. I, I, you won't quench Him anymore. It's a beautiful thing. Right? Remember, the same capacity that God said yes to Jesus in, He's saying yes to you. Right? Yes, I'm not uh, diminishing who Jesus is. He's very, very special. Uh, he's an incredible, incredible God. But, the Lord is giving us the same access into pulling down heaven. If I can say. Cool. Questions? Hmm. Cool. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, I pray for every single person in this room, including myself, that we would be captivated with you all the more. That, Lord, if we have bought into something that's not of you, I pray that you would remove it. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would remove it. And I pray that we would never remember it, that you would completely erase it from our memories. And may we just completely buy into you every single day. And would we be just possessed by you, Jesus. Lord, I pray just for a Holy Spirit possession in this place. Just a Holy Spirit captivation in this place. And that we wouldn't look anywhere else but you. Where we lack, we would look to you. Where we're strong, we'd look to you. In a bad circumstance, we'd look to you. In a good circumstance, we'd really look to you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for all that you are, all that you do. And all that you have done. Thank you for being the perfect example Jesus. And may we we be hand in hand with you. Walking with you daily. And in Jesus name we all pray. Amen.